Hello and welcome to Locked on Socks. It's another episode of Locked on Socks. I believe it is episode number nine. I am coming to you live. Well, I'm recording this live. I'm not coming to you live. But I'm coming to you from my girlfriend's mother's bathroom because I'm recording this on the Anchor app. Usually I do it at the Score Studios, lovely mics, perfect uh, Adobe edition so I can edit and put in the ads later on if I need be. But this is a, as they say in the business, emergency podcast because the White Sox, yes, your Chicago White Sox and mine, I say that often, but that is the deal. They have signed Dallas Keuchel. Atlanta Braves free agent Dallas Keuchel has signed three years, $55.5 million deal with a vesting option that makes it possibly a $74 million deal. Can you believe it? I cannot. Episode one, if you're with me on episode one, you remember that I wanted this guy the most out of the pitchers. My first target was Anthony Rendon, who was pissed when the White Sox didn't even give a serious offer for him. But let bygones be bygones, because now your Chicago White Sox have signed this guy to be your number two starter in that rotation. This is now cooking with gas. Signing Gio Gonzalez the other day, I said, it's a fine move. If it's by itself, you say, good, excellent. But it has to be paired with somebody else. I said that on Thursday on Twitter. Has to be paired with either Hunjin Ryu or Dallas Keuchel. The White Sox heard your message, heard my message, and said, you know what? We agree with you. That's why Rick had that shit-eating grin on his face during winter meetings in San Diego. He knew something was up. He knew he already had a deal worked out with Dallas Keuchel or he was close with Dallas Keuchel. Scott was busy with his higher-end clients signing them to real huge deals. Uh, The Garrett Cole, the Strasburg, the Rendon deals. So really those deals could probably be, uh, the Keiko deal probably couldn't been done until now where they ironed out all the rest of the top deals. If you look at the free agent list at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the offseason, the White Sox now probably have two of the top 12 free agents on the market. The first one being Yasmani Grandal in the middle of November. And now we sit here. On December, what is it? December 21st. And they have Dallas Keuchel as their number two pitcher in their rotation. So let's go over it. Let's break it down. The Minnesota Twins, I think, are coming back to the pack. 100 wins last year. Congratulations, people. Congratulations, Twins. But I think 100 wins was an overextension. They played out of their minds. They had performances from people that were over their heads. Coming back down 10 games is not a big ask. They did, what, 79 wins the year before and went to a 101. It's a huge jump. We actively see the Cleveland Indians trying to destroy their team. Already traded Corey Kluber, even though he didn't pitch a lot last year, and when he did, he was horrible. He's still a good pitcher. They gave him away for pennies on the dollar. And now they're looking for their final and best offers from other teams for Francisco Lindor. 
they're trying to sell off. They're trying to rebuild on the fly. But I don't know. You have two more years on Frankie Lindor. You keep him. But if they're going to allow Francisco Lindor to get out the door and trade him to the Padres, trade him to the Texans or the Houston team, or trade him to uh, the, uh, the, the Texas team, not the Houston team, let him. Go ahead. Peace. Get off him. Get off of my AL Central. The moves the White Sox have made this week have lifted them up, I believe, to compete with those two teams. Dallas Keuchel's a serious pitcher. He's not a top-level pitcher. He's the probably slotted in a real, real team. He's your number three pitcher, especially on the back end of this contract. He'll be 34, 35 years old. But for now, he's still in his prime, at the edge of his prime. I think he'll be 32 on New Year's Day. And what you'll get, as I said in the first episode, you'll get Mark Burley-esque pitching and fielding. As he is a ground ball inducer, he does not strike out a lot of people. Strikes out more people than Burley did in his career, but he does not strike out a lot of people. He induces contact and ground ball Gone brawls a lot. It's like 60% ground ball rate, which is phenomenal. I think the best in the league. Sox infield defense, Mancata solid, Timmy improving, and whoever you have at second base, whether it's um, Larry Garcia, eventually the best hitter of all time, Nick Madrigal, he can also field it and get the ball to either Jose or Zach Collins, or who have you at first base. Imagine the rotation now. Lucas Giolito at the top. If he continues his ascension, he'll be that ace that you want. The number one. Your number two you slot right there is Dallas Keiko. Your number three, you can quibble with this. I think... After a couple starts in AAA, your number three starter is going to be Michael Kopech. He's off Tommy John. He's been rehabbing. He's ahead of schedule from what I'm hearing. Your number four pitcher now. Imagine this. I'm number four pitcher. Gio Gonzalez. Two days ago, he was probably our number two. Gio Gonzalez, number four pitcher. Solid guy, too. Very similar. To Dallas Keuchel. But a little bit more of a strikeout guy. At the end of his career. Been traded by the White Sox two times previous. Coming back home. Playing with this guy Yasmani Grandal. And I got the note the other day from Ozzie Jr. Ozzie Guillen Jr. That they are be- they're good friends. Yasmani Grandal and Giovanni Gonzalez. They even went to school together back in uh, elementary school. He even named the teacher's name. Go and check Ozzy Jr.'s Twitter handle out or Twitter feed out and see exactly what her name is if you want to. But good friends. Maybe signing Yasmani Garas Gio. That finally worked for you, Rick. Good job. Baby. So, yeah. The fifth starter. I told my girlfriend the wrong person. We were driving out here to St. Charles when the signing happened. 
Mitch Rosen sent us a mass text to me, Tannehill, and Kevin Zpack and said, hey, what do you guys think? And he had the tweet there from Jeff Passon. I was like, baby, didn't expect it. And so when I was driving out, I couldn't text. I can't tweet. So I told her the wrong person. I told her Reynaldo Lopez. But our fifth starter, of course, will be Dylan Cease. And I had forgotten about Dylan Cease for a little bit. And then I started thinking again. It's like, yeah, he did come over with Eloy Jimenez in that uh, trade for he, Jose Quintana. I love Jose. That's my mans. But love the, Dylan Cease a little bit more right now. That's your fifth starter. Dylan Cease. Him of 90 plus fastballs. 90, high 90 fastballs. Just learning how to pitch at the major league level. It's going to be a beast in this league. Is your fifth starter. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. And right now, guys, I am in a bathroom. It's the bathroom downstairs, the half bathroom of my girlfriend's mother's house. So I don't know how the sound is until I edit this all together at the end using the Anchor app. And I appreciate those folks at Anchor for allowing me to do this. But hopefully the quality of the sound doesn't go down from where I do it at the score studios. But yes, the White Sox are now cooking with gas. Yes, I've been mad at this offseason because I know the White Sox. They bookended this offseason with great deals. Deals that are on White Sox-like. So you got Smiley Grandal at the beginning and you end it. I'm probably not ended, but you right now you have Dallas Keiko. Baby. And I see people around talking about why the White Sox fans so hyped about a pitcher that's not that great. Firstly, fuck you. Secondly, this is what I'm talking about, Sox fans. All this time, we didn't need Garrett Cole. We didn't need Steven Strasburg to make us hyped. We didn't need Anthony Rendon, even though that would have been excellent for us. To make us hyped. The two things we got hyped about. Yasmani Grandal. One of the best catchers in the game. Top 10. Maybe top 12. Free agent this offseason. And Dallas Keuchel. Probably the 6th, 7th. Best free agent pitcher this offseason. And Twitter's on fire. Sox fans are on fire right now. Hyped. Can't stop talking about Dallas Keiko. Thinking about that March day when you open up with the Kansas City Royals. And you start that season. And you have a chance. You think you have a chance for that AO Central. Finally. The rebuild is coming to fruition. It's coming to an end. And then we're starting to ascend to some actual more wins than we lose. That feels great. Because you see the players. You see the vision. You see it all coming together. All the strain, all the strain, the stress, the the heartache, the pain, the years of being bad. Seven, I think, seven, eight years of a losing season. Now, with a guy like Dallas Keuchel, no great shakes, no, nothing top level. We're on fucking fire because we could see the vision. We could see us lifting up that central crown, even though there's no actual trophy. We can see all these things coming into what Rick had, what Kenny had, 
what all these people told us. And yeah, we haven't believed them because we haven't seen it. But that's what faith's about. And I'll eat my words on Rick. But they deserve my fire. They deserve my fury a couple weeks ago. Trying to pass the Nomar Mazar deal off as something good. This is what I'm talking about when you say good. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about these White Sox fans out here that say everything is good. They're always positive about the White Sox. How can you always be positive about the White Sox? Like, I've always said this. You can't have bad days. Or you can't have good days unless you have bad days. You cannot have good days unless you have bad days. You have nothing to compare it to. And if you're always jocking the White Sox, if you're always thinking they're number one, what happens when they really have good days? Like today. What happens when they have a good day like in November when they sign Yasmani Grandal? Do you get more happy? Do your people who listen to you trust you to be honest with them? No, they don't. And I'm not saying I'm the Pied Piper here, but me and these so- the Sox fans out here that are giving you the real, Josh Nelson, Patrick Nolan, the guys from 108, White Sox Dave, etc. The guys on tap. This is what I'm talking about. You can't be 100%, guys. You can't be 100% bought into them every day and then come out on days that are good and be like, oh, told you. You guys should just have faith. No. You got to be critical. And that's what I am. I'm critical of this team because I want them to goddamn win. And today is a day that you give credit. Today is a day you say, Rick, I know that you have been trying hard to do things. And I know I've been in your ass. But today, I give you credit for getting the job done. For not sending out a text. For not sending Bob Nightingale out later on. For not having Jeff pass and say, well, the White Sox were battling for this motherfucker. And they didn't get it. They came up short, even though they had the highest offer. This is what I'm talking about. Jeff Passan, White Sox have signed Dallas Keuchel. That's what I want. Now, all season ain't over. They got other motherfuckers to get. I'm cussing a lot because I'm hyped. I'm hyped, y'all. Sorry if you have kids listening to this. They've heard these words before. I'm hyped. Another target I wanted was J.D. Martinez. And I know he signed back or just... Didn't get out of his deal with the Boston Red Sox. But have you been seeing what they're doing in Boston? They're trying to get rid of some money. Trying to get rid of Mookie Betts. I don't get it. I know they're talking about the damn luxury tax, which they paid $14 million on last year. Chump change, nothing. Yeah, chump change as far as a major league team makes. So they're bitching about getting charged extra money. Same thing with the Cubs, the dumb shit out there. So they're trying to sell off the team. And if they don't get the right deal for Mookie Betts, they got to find some partners for either David Price, which we're good on. We don't need that motherfucker no more, baby. Or another high ticket guy in JD Martinez. 
That's still my target if I'm the White Sox. They're desperate out there in Boston. They need to get rid of some money. So you come to whatever the new GM's, uh, Bloom, I think his name, Chine Bloom. If I'm saying that right, I'll kick myself in the ass later on. You guys know what the hell his name is. Look it up right now. And say, bruh, you need, you need to get rid of some money. You guys are broke, apparently. $14 million puts you over the edge. So, here's Blake Rutherford. Here's Stevers. Run J.D. Martinez this way. I don't know if that's a good enough deal. Sounds good to me. But J.D. Martinez, perfect DH for the White Sox. Perfect. If all else fails, you downshift and get the Edwin and bring the Parrot to guarantee rate. Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah, he's old. I think he'll be 38-39 next year. But he hit 30 bombs last year with the Yankees in Seattle. He'll hit 30 bombs this year at guaranteed rate and the AL Central. That's the downshift move. But you still try to go and get J.D. Martinez. And maybe some supplemental pieces in the bullpen. And the White Sox are straight. And I'm not going to argue about the right field situation with Nomar Mazzara. I'm, I'm out. This is, the, this is the move they're doing. They think they can rehab Nomar Mazzara and get him right. Cool. Last time a Nomar came to town, he wasn't anything. Just saying that. Now, this has been Locked On White Sox. We got no ads today because, you know, I just did this straight from the house. It's a Saturday. We usually don't run ads during the weekend. So it was just a straight me talking into a mic from my Anchor app using my iPhone. I hope you guys didn't like this uh, episode. Don't think I forgot about the co-host. He's coming. And yeah, I said he. It's a dude. He's coming on Lockdown White Sox. That sounded terrible. Don't cut that up. He'll be here on Lockdown White Sox, hopefully, right after the first of the year. And we will have a great time because I've been speaking to this dude, and he's hyped, too, about the moves that the White Sox have made. We're finally acting like a major league team. And even, th- and even though we're acting like a major league team, didn't spend a lot of money. So the chairman is happy as hell, too. Rick went bargain shopping. Brought us home two good players. Uh, overpayment on both of them. But that's what you got to do with the White Sox. You got to overpay them for market value. It's a tax. Eventually, if we start winning, people want to come to the White Sox. But right now, we're in that spot. Where we got to pay people more money than the market dictates. And it's not a huge overpayment. What Dallas Keiko got paid, I thought was market value. Some think it was an overpayment. Smooth. It's just money. It's just money. And not paying a lot of people this money. So everybody's going to be happy. Sox fans going to be happy because we got some people that we have targeted. The management's going to be happy because we got good people who are going to help the team win in the future. 
And the owner's going to be happy that the bottom line's still going to be good. Money's still going to be flowing in at 35th and Shields. So this has been Locked on Socks. I'm your host, Herb Lawrence. This is episode 9. By episode 12, we will have our guy in here doing shows with me. Not on the Anchor app, even though this is smooth. Hopefully the sound, I haven't heard it yet. I'm recording this right now. So the sound is good. And you can hear me clearly. But from then on, we'll be doing it from the score studios for the most part. All right, then. White Sox. Let's go.